I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Well, we then start off slow. Right off the bat in episode one, we talked with Jason Lohr, VP of Media for Inspire Brands, about how to cut through marketing clutter using the superpower of authenticity. When we know who we are, it makes the filter for what we feel this works or this doesn't so much easier to be able to manage to because yeah. we know who we stand for. We know enough about ourselves and, and what, what that conversation is in culture to know this would work and this won't. Next, we drilled down into, well, how to predict the turn. Kevin Burke, Senior Director of Global Marketing and Innovation at Beam Centauri, showed us what the task of futurists is and it isn't just a stroll down memory lane. We still use some futurists. What we do task those futurists with though is, is what I like to call sort of shock and awe. Pete Blackshaw cautioned us from his experience in both big and small companies not to rely only on data when you're making a judgment call. There's another resource that you want to leverage as well. Trust your inner consumer. I think sometimes we rely on other people's research versus just looking at our own data streams to inform very, very fast judgment. Someone who knows a lot about voice would be a journalist. And that's why we asked Jenny Rooney, editor of the CMO Network at Forbes, about how to isolate and magnify the customer's voice to deliver pitch-perfect marketing. I think we're all coming down to the fact that it is owning the voice of the customer in a way that nobody else in the company can. And that is the unique value. Nick Kremitis is the founder and CEO of Hunt Club, a crowd-based recruiting firm. He reminded us about how important finding and keeping talent is in today's market. Getting the right type of talent in today's world that knows how to keep pace with that change needs to be top of mind for every company, whether they're you know, a Fortune 50 or, uh, or someone starting with their budding idea. Going from strategy and analytics to chief marketing officer earns you just a little bit of wisdom. We asked Jeff Weiser, the chief marketing officer of Shopify, to talk about his journey and to share his method for defining success. Don't figure out who in your space is good and try to be better than they are. Figure out what space is the best at each facet and try to be as good as the best player in each space. Of course, it's not all success. Sometimes it's actually disruption. David Van Himberger, head of Springboard at the Kraft Heinz Company, told us that we'd better get comfortable with the concept of disruption. We have to be comfortable with disrupting ourselves or else someone's going to do it for us. We tossed the conversational ball to Rudina Ciceri, managing partner at Glasswing Ventures, who warned that disruption needs to be the forefront of our minds, lest we discover what happens when we aren't doing the disrupting ourselves. Today's large incumbent may be tomorrow's fallen empire. David Horowitz, founder and CEO of Touchdown Ventures, explained why venture capital isn't just for small financial firms. He actually went on to describe that 75% of Fortune 100 companies have active venture capital groups. And I think really at the end of the day, what corporate venture is, is having an allocation outside the corporation. Shiv Singh, founder and CEO of Savvy Matters, talked with us about responsibility. Our goal shouldn't be to make a better today just for us. It should be about creating a better tomorrow for everyone. We can't just be great marketers and corporate leaders. We have to be better citizens as well. We want to know how to stay relevant, how not to get decommoditized. 
Matt Britton, founder and CEO of Suzy, knew what exactly we should do. If you're in the middle, right, if you're actually not playing at the world of saving consumers time and making their lives easier or giving them experiences worth sharing, you're kind of becoming decommoditized. As far as relevance goes, nothing beats having an actual relationship with your customers. We should all be taking a page from Matt Meeker, the CEO and co-founder of BarkBox. We had so much knowledge and so much just day-to-day interaction with our customer that we really knew what they were looking for. Relationships with customers means caring about them and their decisions. Taking the time to ensure that you're building as much trust with them as Stu Wilson has with Radical is a key to thinking about your customers. And we want to you know, put our customers in the position of making the right decision, not the decision that ended up in their inbox. Taylor Green is the managing director of the Collaborative Fund. He joined us to talk about what a value-aligned brand means for defining a generation. Any venture capitalist wants to be lucky enough to invest in a company that defines a generation. So a Google, an Amazon, you know, something like that. On our last episode of season one, we turned to Scott Kurznar, CEO and co-founder of Innovation Leader, to talk about all things startup engagement. It's actually about being strategic and innovative, not just wishing upon a star. The majority of big companies Like they're looking for some kind of pixie dust or something magical to happen from the startup ecosystem. As great as our podcast first season has been, we're incredibly proud to be bringing you even more excellence in season two. What's up next? Well, subscribe to Predicting the Turn so you never miss an episode when we kick off in just a few weeks. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.